Welcome to the Leaders Crusade with your host, Bob Mitchell. Bob has served in public safety leadership with multiple organizations for over 40 years, and his passion is highlighting those at the forefront of leadership today. With so many options out there to listen to, we would like to thank you so much for spending time with us today. Here is this week's installment of the Leaders Crusade. Today with me is Battalion Chief Matthew Cross, Maitland Fire Rescue Department in Maitland, Florida. I've known Chief Cross for several years now, probably more than either one of us really remember or want to admit, but he served with Maitland Fire Rescue Department with distinction throughout his career. While serving at the agency, I have been personally involved in his assessments from engineer to lieutenant and then from lieutenant to battalion chief. Now at the time I worked at a different agency. Having worked with Chief Cross more closely over the past two years, I've observed his development firsthand. He's strongly committed to training and education. He's determined to continue learning throughout the rest of his career. He's becoming one of the finest officers on the department. While he's served at the city of Maitland, he's been in many capacities for the department beyond just his shift assignments. Uh, Some of those things have included being an instructor in multiple disciplines and in several areas as a data program manager. Some of those areas include physical fitness, hydrant supplies, MSTARS, which is the state EMS tracking, and NIFRS. He also has served on three major accreditation teams with CFAI, CAS, and ISO. He's currently working on his master's in fire administration through the University of Florida. Now, I want to tell you, I wrote this as a recommendation for Chief Cross, who is also working on his um, chief fire officer designation. That's in review right now. But Chief Cross has earned my respect and high recommendation. He is a tremendous individual, has a lot of knowledge, and he is absolutely an asset to the uh, City of Maitland Fire Rescue Department. Matt, thank you very much for being here. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Why don't you um, tell us anything else you'd like to add about yourself, what you're doing, um, and that kind of a thing before we get into our our regular questions. All right, perfect. I appreciate the intro. I I grew up in the fire service. Um, My grandfather was a fire chief for Redstone Arsenal in Alabama. Pretty much I grew up around the fire service Mm -hmm. Um, every summer I would go and spend time with him and and my dad was also in the Navy so I kind of have grown up around a military based you know fire service mentality household Uh, every one of my male figures within my life have all been around uh, you know the fire service and, and what it means and all that so it, it means a lot for me to hear you give me the praise that you do because I feel like I'm still standing in shadows of my grandfather and, and my dad but I appreciate it well I can say for sure you are beginning to cast your own shadow mm-hmm. uh, all, all on your own how long have you been doing this Matt? I've been in the fire service 15 years um, I started here in Maitland actually my grandfather uh, actually passed away from cancer while I was in 
standards just mm-hmm. a couple months before I graduated, but he told me the first department that wanted to give me an opportunity to run with it and to prove them that their judgment of you and the opportunity that they were providing you was correct. And that's what I've done. I've pretty much invested into, into Maitland and uh, I can tell you I've seen this department come leaps and bounds mm-hmm. and I'm proud to work here. Well, we're becoming the older generation as far as making you know a, a career decision about staying with one department. I know I've seen over the years, probably in the last 10, that really begin to change where not only do the personnel not have the loyalty to the department, but the departments are beginning to lack the loyalty to uh, the firefighters, to the folks um, that are that are doing that. Now I'm going to stop here for just a second. I'm not going to stop recording, but I want to let everybody know I am recording in the fire station with Chief Cross, and he is on duty today. He may get interrupted, and in the background you will hear alarms going off. Um, it's not my usual studio setup, but uh, it, it's kind of a unique opportunity to sit and talk with him uh, in this format. I really enjoy it. Chief, what are your thoughts on leadership? Do you believe that leaders are born, or do you think that they're made? Uh, um, I'm going to be honest. I kind of think that it's it's somewhat of a, a mixture of both. I think you're obviously born with uh, a personality, and within my kids, I can see the two different personalities of my two boys, and uh, even my older son that just recently moved out is completely different than my other two. And so, so I, I think you are born in a sense of the type of person you're going to be, mm-hmm. um, but yet you develop those and you make your leadership attributes and qualities throughout people that you work with, admire, people that influence you, you mm-hmm. know, and, and situations for like me that I was just always around two, three, you know, maybe more individuals that really influenced my life that were all A-type personalities, very big into accountability and projecting leadership, you know, even in the friend circle and, and everything in their, in their life. But so, I mean, I, I think while everybody's different when they're born, I think you develop it throughout you know, your, your lifespan. Okay. Of your kids, are any of them interested in the fire service? Uh, well, I mean, they all start off that way. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah everybody loves a fire loves truck. Loves a fire truck. But I will tell you, you know, as my kids get older, you know, they do their own thing. My older son, who would be 21 this year, you know, just kind of wants to do his own thing, which is great. You know, hats off to him. He just moved up to Gainesville, kind of go to uh, UF like I did, which is which is awesome. But he has no idea what he wants to do. Okay. That's fair. At 21, that's absolutely yeah, fair. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, my middle son, he's 11. He, uh, I, I don't think he'll do, you know, the fire service. It's just not his kind of thing. He mm-hmm. is uh, a sensitive 
uh, individual who loves animals and plants and all this kind of stuff and really just enjoys science more than anything. So, mm-hmm. and hats off. I mean, he's super smart in science. And, right. And he, I mean, he goes out of his way to be able to do all the STEM stuff at school. So, but uh, my youngest son can't get enough of it. I can't get off of a FaceTime phone call every shift without showing him tower or engine or something. Mm-hmm. And every time he comes here, he wants to wear my helmet. He wants to wear my radio strap, even though it drags the ground. I mean, he cannot get enough of it. He tells me what fire engine drives by when, you know, we're out in traffic and, I, and another engine's responding, mm-hmm. you know, he's, even knows the color scheme. Seminole County Engine 27 just went by, Dad. <laughs> How old is he? So he's three. He's three. Yeah. Okay. So he eats it up. You know, when my girls were up to about eight, um, they were the same way. And uh, they're both in their middle 20s now. But to this day, they will correct somebody about whether it's an engine or a tower or a rescue neither one of them want anything to do with working for the fire service but they (laughs) they learned that stuff when they were little and they they won't put up with somebody getting that wrong no that's not just a fire truck you know um so i love that now getting back to leadership and and trust me i am a proud parent as well and and i could sit and talk about my kids all day long and they really supercharged me for going to work all the time but getting back to our topic at hand leadership what leadership attributes in general do you find absolutely essential you've got to have them to be a good leader i'd say the biggest one is communication okay you know you have to be able to not only tell what needs to be done or how something needs to be done or adjust something that's being done but you have to be able to listen mm-hmm. and, and i think that's the biggest part communication is a two-way street you know you right talk and you express what you need to get across but you can't be the person that always just tells and, and doesn't listen to the feedback to be able to adjust or to be able to understand that maybe somebody knows a little more on a specific subject that may influence your decision based upon you know what the scenario is. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, communication is big on anything to do in the fire service. But I think overall, in, in any type of leadership uh, position, I think it's it's key. You have to be able to have good communication skills. Yeah. Now, would you say that that particular attribute of communication is also the one that probably needs the most attention, or are or is there another one that you have looked at, you know, in leaders in general that needs more attention than their communication skills? Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Communication uh, definitely is a skill you have to hone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but. Uh, mm, you know, I, I there's there's so many of them that I think that you could say you know which ones are essential. But um, I mean, I guess yeah, I guess I'll go with it. You know, yeah. that it, it's communication. Yeah. Do you have any kind of a daily routine that you utilize that um, contributes to your leadership abilities? Something you do every day to to gear you up or or reinforce what you're doing? 
Um, I, I guess I kind of any anything that uh, that comes up throughout the you know the shift or or what has it even at home. You know, it's I don't I don't tell you know a, a firefighter here to do something that I wouldn't be willing to do myself. Right. You know, and, and relatively at home too. You know, I'm not going to tell my son to do something that I wouldn't go out there and do. Um, and and it, in the same token, I don't have a problem with doing that skill and showing somebody how to do something. Uh, so that way, the next time that it comes up, they understand, you know, what the expectation is. Sure. Now, do you have a particular leadership skill that you're looking to develop in yourself to improve on? I know we're all working on honing our skills, but is there anything right now for you that's at the forefront that you're really working on? Well, being newly promoted at, at you know as a battalion chief, I think let me see if I, I can word this correctly. You know, having that the influence or the projection of uh, order, you know, is definitely something that it goes across. You know, and and people pick up on it rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I being new in in the command aspect and and running all of that, I try to slow down and try to make sure that you know my projection over the radio or my decisions on a on a scene all sound as if they are you know thought out chronologically you know put into perspective of risk versus benefit you mm-hmm. know and and just projecting a level of confidence through the radio i think is key yeah. over the years that i've known you one of the things that i've observed is something very similar between you and i in that we like things to be organized um, we tend to structure things in that chronological order. Um, don't always get it right, but at the same time, if we have it planned out kind of even quickly in our head from past experience, okay, I'm going to do this step, then this step, then this step, and we do that every time. And um, I know we learned that as paramedics when we're doing a patient assessment. I don't care whether you go head to toe or toe to head, do it the same way every time and then you don't miss things. And and I see that in you, that's something that I have had over the years and I feel like that has served me well and I know it's I know it will continue to serve you well. Do you have a favorite author or coach or speaker, um, even whether it's not in specifically leadership or not? So... Um... You know, a few years ago, uh, another, he was actually an engineer, um, but uh, we had kind of gone through the ranks together, started reading uh, Extreme Ownership mm-hmm. by Jocko, and uh, and Babin, I think, is his, the other uh, co-author. But uh, that set that they put together, to me, really hits home. Mm-hmm. You know, it is... It's everything that I witnessed through how my grandfather would go just day to day, you know, whether it was at home or whether it was at the fire station and, and the same way with my dad and, and, you know, the big things are accountability, you know, communication, admitting, you know, that you did something incorrect, learning from it, 
not asking to do something that you wouldn't you know do yourself so on and so forth all of the key leadership attributes are all within that extreme ownership you know and, and it's taking pride you know and having the, all your personal ethics really shine in while you're doing whatever function you're doing whether it's personal or whether it's professional mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that set of books to me I just just really hits home for me right right I know there are a lot of different leaders and um, a lot of different perspectives on how leadership should be done. I know one of the things that I've found is that I don't tend to focus on one particular leadership style. I will take what I feel is the best from a huge amount of very respected leaders, uh, yourself included, and say, okay, I want to try and do this as well. And then I become my own leader. I have my own leadership style because of an amalgam of input, not just I'm going to be a Brannigan or I'm going to be a Gasaway or I'm going to be a Burton or pick, you know, pick your, your high profile um, public safety leader. Um, I think we do our best work when we are that amalgam. And in fact, there are those leaders who haven't been so good in our life. And we look at those and say, okay, I'm not going to do that. But you bring up a valid point. And while you learn a lot, a vast amount of experience and, and you know just things you can lean back on of watching how somebody handled it, um, I've also learned a lot from poor leaders, you know, of things that situations that I've been put in that I don't ever want to put any of my guys in, you know, or, you know, situations on scene that if the person would have just utilized communication just slightly better, Mm -hmm. you would have gotten a better picture of what was going on and how we could have better served what was going on. Right. So, I mean, I, I think it's, there's benefits in, in both aspects, mm-hmm. um, but you know, you bring up a valid point that picking up the pros from all the different people that you meet obviously is the the best case scenario that you can do. You know, I don't think one person does it all. Mm-hmm. You know, or you know, it pretty much plays an example or or puts that you know that threshold at every single category within leadership. However, I think some people excel at certain things way better than others. Sure. And, and, and you know, the advantages you can take from that and utilize those examples and the experiences you have with them and then mold it to you, mm-hmm. you know, and then also take into the accounts where you're learning not to do something. Right. You know, and, and I think everybody puts their own spin on, on leadership and, I think ultimately that's what creates a good leader. Mm-hmm. You know, the experience is good or bad. Right, right. What do you think about mentors and mentorship? Do you have or have you used a mentor in the past or even currently? And I'm going to answer this phone call. Yep, real quick, I understand. So. Um, when you're on duty, it is particularly difficult to get. Uh, even 30 minutes to yourself. Uh, incoming emails, phone calls, calls are, are always a, um, always have to be the priority. So 
What do you What do you think about mentorship? Um, I'll be honest. Um, I really think that you can learn a lot. I would have to say, even though you know my uh, I'm related, you know, to my my grandfather and, and my dad, and you know, in, in well, family, family bloodlines. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the fact that they were mentors without even knowing that they sat in that position. Right. You know, so. Um, I mean, outside of the family realm, you know, I believe that mentors are huge as well. Um, Chief Watts, I've been around Chief Watts a long time. I got hired here when he just became an engineer. Uh, I was his relief driver for his first ever fire that he got. Um, you know, we've kind of gone through, I've worked under him as a, as a battalion chief and I've, and I've learned a lot. and. Some of the biggest things that he has always kind of taken uh, as an example and provided to other people are things that he's done wrong. Mm-hmm. So he'll, even though it, you know, it, uh, essentially he's admitting what he did incorrect, and it kind of, and some people would think, uh, you know, you don't want to admit your faults. However, he doesn't want other people to do that do that right so he'll take something that didn't quite you know work and tell you hey I learned this from this and don't do this and whether he believed it or not he was you know projecting mentorship mm-hmm. you know? and and I believe that that's you can you can utilize that in almost every aspect of life mm-hmm. you know so I I honestly believe that it's huge it's a major character building uh, asset that I believe everybody should try to you know experience right to your point about mentorship in and of itself I I think um, a leader has a responsibility to be prepared whether formally informally um, be a mentor you're absolutely right uh, I have over the years had mentors who had no idea they were mentoring me. As I've gotten older and later into my career, I've tried to make a point of letting them know that they have been mentors to me over the years, even though they didn't know it at the time, and how much I have appreciated that. Right. Um, I think it's very important as well. Well, Matt, we're just at about the end of our time. Anything else that you'd like to add? Do you have any kind of contact information that you want to give out or, or anything additional? I currently don't. However, going through the, you know, the accreditation uh, CFO application going through, I, I realize I probably should develop that to be able to have some contacts and to be able to uh, share that, you know, uh, with others you know, as I, I gain experience and go through uh, different positions in the fire service, but I will be putting that together. Okay, very good. For anybody that wants to get a hold of Matt, please reach out to me at theleaderscrusade at gmail.com and I can certainly get him that information. And um, while he's getting 
while he's getting his uh, platform for contact set up and that kind of a thing. Matt, again, thank you very, very much for being with me today. I've, I've enjoyed this conversation and uh, look forward to doing it again with you sometime. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for gifting us with your time today. And remember, if you want to be the leader that matters, be the leader that's there when it matters most. Join us next time for another edition of The Leader's Crusade. And in the meantime, keep up with us on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can also find us on YouTube and everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts.